and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal them. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. <laughs> Some of you that could correct me, I'm not going to point any fingers out there, but there's some of you that can. So if if you are groovy or fly, right? Okay, got a few head nods, so I've got some of, some of you. Today is more like, you know, man, that person is sick, right? Teachers, help me out. Yes, see, so, so yeah, and, and then I get confused, looks like, what are you talking about? Somebody's sick, they're not feeling good, they need to go to a doctor. No, that means that somebody's really cool. Meek, though, is not one of those words in our vocabulary nowadays to describe anybody, is it? So you start, you're at your job, and this new person starts, and you're all kind of go out to lunch, and you're just talking, you're like, wow. That new person that's worked with us, Sally, she is just so meek. Or your kids come home from practice, whether it may be football or cheerleading or whatever it is, and they're like, oh, we got the new, we got a new coach this year. They are the nicest person. They are the, they are just so meek. Parents are like, um, hold up. What, what are you talking about here? There are two people in the Bible described as meek. Moses and Jesus. Oftentimes with the word meek, we have a misconception. Someone who is timid, shy, quiet, sits off in the corner, maybe no eye contact, head bowed down, shoulders slumped, slumped over, just alone, someone who's off by themselves. That person is described as meek. But that's not what it means at all. 
Meek is John Wayne, Charles Bronson, Clint Eastwood. Meekness is power and authority under control. Now that's very different than the timid, shy person that you may be thinking sitting off in the corner and think of them as meek. That is not meekness at all. Meekness is that person who understands the power that they have, the authority that they carry, but are submitted enough to the one who has given them that power and authority to know when and how to use it. That's meekness. Now with that comes a heavy burden. So Moses is described as a meek person. He had the power and the authority, right? God had given him the power and authority to lead the children out of Israel. When that power and authority went out of his control, what do you, you guys know if you remember what he did, but he had a staff and he ended up smacking a rock instead of talking to it. The punishment or the consequence was heavy. He wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. So meekness is when we have, we've been given our power and our authority, we have to know how to use it. You see, that's why when this, this why it comes at a point in the, the Sermon on the Mount that it did. Initially, the whole Sermon on the Mount started by Jesus saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent. And then he says, okay, you need to humble yourself, those who are poor in spirit. Remember getting off your pedestal? So repent, poor in spirit, humble yourself, mourn over the sins that you've committed, and now meet. Repentance, humility, mourning, understanding your position in Christ, the meek shall inherit the earth. Those who are humble, those who understand and know their position, will inherit the earth. Now, meekness is also not that person. You may have, you may know people that have, they have power and they have authority, and, and I'm sure everyone in here could raise their hand and go, you know what, I know a person like that because I either have worked with them or I'm working with them now. They have power and authority, but they're bold and they're loud and they're obnoxious and they're arrogant. That's not meekness either. Just because you have power and authority the key is the submission and how you exercise it and how you use it. But we also know people that carry a certain authority, a certain power in their life. They don't even have to speak, but when they walk in the room, the atmosphere shifts. There is something about that person. It could be the maintenance guy that works in the back all day long. Never really says much to anybody. But when you have an employee meeting and he walks in the room, everybody straightens up. You know who I'm talking about? There are those people. And they carry the power and the authority. But they're not a jerk about it. That's meekness. Meekness is power 
and authority. Strength and authority under control. It's not being a hothead. It's not knowing that you have authority and power and that you can flex your authority wherever you want to. But it's being under control. See, there's a mix of the compassion. And see, that's what, what Jesus was talking about in our passage this morning. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because I am meek. Because I have the power and I have the authority and I know when and how to use that to give you the rest that you need. That's why Jesus is me. That's why. Because he's been given all power and authority, has he not? The Father gave it to him. So he has all power and all authority, but he knows how and when to use it. And that is what provides rest for us. There's a story in Luke, Luke chapter 9, about the sons of thunder. You know the sons of thunder? James and John. Here's power and authority that's not under control. Let me read this to you. As the time approached for him, Jesus, to be taken up into heaven, Jesus set his face to Jerusalem. The messengers go on ahead and were sent into the Samaritan village to get things ready for him, but the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, when they saw how the Samaritans were acting toward Jesus, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy them? Power and authority. Because, see, the, the disciples had been used for, for miracles. They know that they have the power and the authority to use it. But, see, here, they saw Jesus being mistreated. So, you know what? I'm going to use this newfound power and authority. I'm going to set a few things straight. But see, Jesus was heading to Jerusalem to die for those people James and John wanted to destroy by fire. Power and authority. Fire from heaven. As many times as I'm sure some of you, myself included, have thought about, if I could just, I just, you know, just I, I, one lightning bolt. That's all. Just, just one. Just one lightning bolt. Let me put it where I want to, but I just want one. But see, that's power and authority that's not under control. Power and authority under control is Jesus setting his face to Jerusalem, to the cross, ignoring the people so that he could save them. That is meekness. So the meek shall inherit the earth. What does that mean? The meek shall inherit the earth. That is all the way back in Genesis. You see, when God made Adam and Eve, he gave them dominion over the earth. Ownership. They own it. They were responsible for it. 
It tells us so much so in the Bible that they tended the garden. So we, we kind of think the Garden of Eden, you know, they didn't have any work to do. Well, yeah, work hadn't become a four-letter word yet. They had things to do. They tended the garden. So when it was time for them to eat, the, the fruit didn't just kind of fall off the tree and roll to their feet. Okay? They had to go pick you know, we think today, oh, I've got to go out there and I've got to pick this, or I've got to go get my groceries. Or, hey, man, Adam and Eve's been doing this since the beginning of time. They went and got their own groceries. They had to get up in the morning and go pick their stuff. So it's not like they didn't have work to do. They just didn't call it work because it wasn't a sin then. And they didn't have weeds, so they didn't have to till. You see what I'm saying? But they still had to tend the garden. The Bible tells us that. They still had work to do because they owned it. They had so much authority given to them about the earth that God looked at Adam and said, you need the animals. Well, that's cool. I got to name the animals. I have the authority to name the animals. I have the power to name the animals. So when God created all of this magnificent creation, he handed everything over to Adam and Ownership. It was their inheritance. They were sons and daughters of the Most High. And this thing showed up. Right? So, even in our psalm that we read this morning, it, it talks about how we are crowned. So, if you could look at our ownership, our inheritance of the earth as a crown, then when they were created, God crowned them with ownership to the earth. But when Satan showed up and he put doubt in their hearts and minds and they took the bait, what they did was, in essence, they submitted themselves to the enemy. And when you submit yourself to something, you bow down before it and you bow your head down, and when that happened, their crown fell. This journey that Jesus is on to Jerusalem was to the cross. And in his three days, he went to the pits of hell and took the keys of death and hell and took the crown back. So when Jesus is talking in his Sermon on the Mount, he knows what is coming. He knows he is going for this crown of the inheritance of the earth. And he's telling these people, if you humble yourselves, you admit your sin, you submit yourselves, you will be meek, and I will have given you the power and the authority, and you will inherit the earth. That means all of the blessings that God has for us are for us here, now. <laughs> You have inherited the earth. We have responsibilities and dominion to take care of the earth, not just the plants and save the trees, but every putty that Jesus has created, God has created. That is our inheritance. Our inheritance is this earth. If you are me, if you have the power and the authority, if you have humbled yourselves, confessed your sin, then you are, you have the power and the authority to live 
in this earth, to live in this earth. Are there bad things that are going to happen? Yes. This is the battle. That's the conflict. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, Jesus says, and it still is today. But that's the conflict that we live in. But we have been given power and authority to move in our inheritance, this earth, to come against those things and to battle back. Just as the enemy is looking to take over the earth, God is looking to take over for his kingdom and to usher his kingdom forward in us and through us. Meekness, power, and authority under his control as we move forward on reclaiming the earth, our inheritance, for his glory. That can make you step back and look at life a little differently. Because it's not about getting up in the morning and going through your day and fulfilling your daily obligations moment by moment just so you can get your head back down on the pillow at night. It's about reclaiming territory, moving the kingdom of God forward, advancing the kingdom every moment of the day within the sphere of influence that God has so graciously given us. It's about making a difference. But see, if you look at it from a standpoint that you have the power and the authority to make a difference, from the spiritual into the physical, it makes our daily tasks look a little different. It's not just getting up and going to work. Stopping at the gas station is not just stopping at the gas station because I need gas in my car. Maybe it's because there's somebody across the pump that you need to talk to or impact or share something with. Life is not just about menial tasks. It's about exercising the power and the authority that we've been given in the earth that is our inheritance. One of the things that God is doing, and I talked about this when we started our Bible study last year about the weapons of warfare, is that God is cleaning our glasses. He's adjusting the way we see things and the way we think. The Bible says he is renewing our minds because we have the mind of Christ. The Bible doesn't talk about you get the mind of Christ out of a lucky drawing. It's not something by chance. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, your mind is going to shift. The way you think about things, the way you see things, the way you understand things, if you have the mind of Christ, then you will see life through His eyes. And that's what's happening. We're getting a different view of life. It's not just get up in the morning and, and just hope we can, <laughs> we can make it to bed at night. There's intentions, there's purposes, there's focus of why we're here and who is in our sphere of influence. And we get to be used by God to impact them. Meekness. It's not the timid person sitting in the corner. 
Meekness is power and authority under God's control, being used how and when he sees fit. And in turn, you have your inheritance of the earth. You don't have to wait for it. It's not something that is 